<coughs> you sound you sound great. <laughs> just just letting you know, you sound great. Thanks. <clears throat> Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Don't go see the doctor, please. <laughs> Don't lose your head. It could Don't lose your head. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Derek. Howdy, partner. How's it going, Derek? Howdy, brother. I'm doing great. Doing all right? I tell you oh, why. Yeah. You know why I'm good, Derek? Why is that, brother? I have got a Gambino's king cake to eat. <laughs> I've got my mother-in-law sent us a Randazzo's king cake that just came in today. <gasps> That's wonderful. Uh, for everybody out there who is unaware, um, last week was Mardi Gras. Tuesday, this past Tuesday. When you hear it, when you hear this episode, it would have been two weeks ago, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's funny. Last episode, we were talking about, oh, uh, Mardi Gras coming up. And then we released it like three days after Mardi Gras. Um, anyway, Mardi Gras is over. And um, I've got a bunch of king cake to eat before it goes bad. And uh, you know what I hate to do, Derek? What you hate to do, Derek? I hate to throw away a king cake. So, I've heard. Uh, that king cake's going to get eaten. <laughs> it's going to end up in my belly. Yum, yum, yum. I got one of them Gambinos from the, the Kroger. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. It was like, it was pretty good. Like, it was, yeah, it was a king cake. It's king cake, man. It's all you can ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, Derek, a king cake is a king cake. doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's, you know... The king cake you like or the king cake you got. It's That's still right. a king cake. You're right. <laughs> you That's com- right. You can't complain. I At least I can't complain. I won't complain. You wouldn't do that. So, Derek, how's life over on your end, man? It's good. Got a, got a lot. Of, I got a, the puppy. Did I tell you about the puppy? Did we talk about the puppy? Um, I, you, you told me about it. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but you have talked about yeah, the puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a puppy named Luna. That's okay? right. It's a good name for a dog. And uh, we get up at 4 a.m., mm. 4.30 Five thirty. You never know. You never know. To take to take the wonderful dog out. You don't know if I replaced "stupid" with "wonderful" in the <laughs> post edit, but I did. I didn't. I didn't. No, I. I, don't, I I'm. I like the dog. Um, it's a good sometimes dog. it's a good dog. I, sometimes I play. I say you're a good dog, and you know, pet her, and but you don't really mean um, it. I do sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I do sometimes. But having a puppy's tough, man. That's like having a, having a uh, yeah, little fluffy it, baby, man. You know, it's, having a puppy is a lot like uh, having a baby, uh, especially the, the the puppy puppies, like the, the real young puppies. They need to be taken out. You can't leave them home alone. You know, maybe unless you're crate. Are you crating the dog? You doing that? We are. We can only leave her for like two hours, though, at max. Yeah, yeah right, it, right. Yeah. It's so rough. you got, you know, it's it's like it's like having a, it's like a baby light. It's like a light version of a baby. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree. <laughs> It's good practice for anybody out there who's thinking about having kids. Get a puppy first. <laughs> see, yeah, yeah, see how yeah. you like it. Well, if you if you want to have kids, don't get a puppy. Well, I'll put it that uh, way. If you want to have kids, don't get a puppy yeah, uh, until yeah. the kids are older. Yeah. Uh, yeah but if you, you want to have kids, you want to try it out. Have a puppy or get a puppy. You don't have a puppy. Get a mm-hmm. puppy. Uh, yeah. Try it for a little bit and see how you like it. It's a lot of responsibility. Agreed. Well, that's good. The cats are getting along with the with the dog. How the cats, cats? Uh, do not get along with I the dog. I can imagine. But they, but they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, they're not in the same room. So oh, you keep, keep them keep separated. The, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a offspring. Yeah, they keep them separated. The, yeah. It's like, but a, but a real barrier though. The difference with the kids is it's just like a fake barrier. But the kids, um, they don't have claws. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, they they do. I guess they they don't have the sharp claws that will puncture skin like a cat. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. Or teeth like a dog. <laughs> or teeth like a dog. Exactly. All right. I hear the dog barking right now. Actually. I don't uh, hear the dog. Who's... The dog's barking right now? I don't hear it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, must okay. be the uh, the magic of Zoom. So, yeah, today I wanted to, I had a little topic I wanted to talk to you about. What do you think? I would love it. Well, I guess, I guess you'll, well, I guess you'll, you'll decide. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know. 
So I had a little topic I want to talk to you about today, Jeremy. It's, uh, let me start with a story, okay? Mm -hmm. So the other night, because we got a puppy, our whole schedule got screwed up, my my Mm. family. My wife and I was looking at her, I was like, Catherine, I feel like we need to sit down and talk about what's going on because I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I noticed that she started doing the dishes all the time and I was doing the dishes before and if it didn't get, if stuff didn't get done, essentially she would pick up the slack and she Mm. was starting to feel like, you know, wow, I'm I'm having to pick up the slack for a lot of different things. But she was, she kind of felt guilty because her and my daughter were like the big proponents of getting the dog. Uh. And uh, I was not as much. <laughs> um, but then I came around to it. Uh-huh. You know, I agreed. Once you see that you cute know. little face, yeah. Yeah, when she you send it back. But <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. I I, uh, I I came I came around and. But in her head, she still felt kind of guilty. So we sat down and talked about like different things we had to do. And I started to kind of realize something is she was trying to help me out and take things off my plate and put them on her plate. But there was never a discussion about what was on each other's plates. Mm. So she was trying to serve me, Mm -hmm. basically. And I was, you know, just sitting around doing my job because also we have you know a full-time job and stuff and she she mostly works from home like uh does stuff uh, with ronnie and, and stuff mm-hmm. but she's starting of course her new business which right. we're, we're gonna plug on the show it's gonna be our first sponsor dude <laughs> okay it's wait. gonna be a completely yeah net negative money but well it'll work out um <laughs> right from my account into my account it's all right. um guess start somewhere uh so we started talking about who who do we actually serve because if we try if we think about like always helping each other out, it's going to be this constant picking up each other's slack. Oh, you you didn't get your thing done. Oh, I'll take care of it. Oh, you didn't get your thing done. I'll take care of it. And then I started to think about it. And I was like, what if instead we say we serve the house? So we serve the house's needs. Okay. So that being all the different things we need to, need to keep the house going. And we're, we're no longer responsible for helping each other. And, you know, her thing is it's kind of tough for her to see dishes in the morning pile up. It's kind of tough for her to see certain things, you know, mm. like the clothes in the hampers, you know, get bigger. And if it's my responsibility to do it, she'll begrudgingly sometimes just go do it. You know, never like in a mean way, but like subconsciously, hey, I'm just going to go do the laundry, do the right. dishes. So I started talking about it. I was like... I think what we have to do is we have to be okay with things going poorly and failing. So like the dishes pile up and then give feedback to the other person and tell them, hey, you got to, it's your job to do that. You got to serve the house this way. You're not helping me out and be comfortable with that feedback, but also be comfortable with things not getting done because we sometimes they won't get done. But the rule is you can't do someone else's job. Okay. You can't help them. You have to let it fail. And, you know, li- there are little, little things, you know, you can help with maybe a little thing. I put a dish, like a small dish in the sink because I noticed it was out or whatever. Or if I'm doing my, you know, eating my food, I'll put my dishes away, but I'm not going to do the dishes before after dinner, whatever it is. And then something happened, Jeremy. At, we had this discussion and she was like, a weight was like lifted off of her. She was like, I feel like so much better. Knowing that I'm no longer here to help you out, you're actually here to help the house, and so am I. Like, we have a shared mission. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. So it was really empowering and cool, and then the next day happened. And one of the things that I promised I would do 
or I said I would do in service of the house was <laughs> wake up with the dog in the morning and she would take care of the kids. First day, no big deal. Next day, horrible. Okay. Horrible, Jeremy. Did you just forget to wake I up? I just woke up early. I, had, I hadn't gotten enough sleep. The dog got up at 515 I was, uh, I was, try- I was, <laughs> I was wearing my big coat because you have to take the dog out. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. And I was yeah, sleeping visual. on the island in my coat, like with my head. You fell asleep in my arms. I, fa- I fell out? asleep uh, like on the kitchen island, not okay. like laying on it, but like with my head and like like you would on a school <laughs> just desk. Put your feet up on the. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I and I just like realized that like that's too much. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, it's not about always doing a thing every single day. But it's about consistency. So what if we alternate days? You get the dog one day, I'll get her the next day. Because then you know that I did it today, but I won't have to do it tomorrow. You know, little things like that. We did Mm -hmm. that. Oh, boy, it was a lot easier. Okay. It was a lot easier. And then all of a sudden, I don't feel so bad because I know tomorrow I get to sleep in a little bit. You know, till like 6.30. (laughs) Not like in, in. uh, (laughs) When you say sleep in, you mean like, you know. 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. We basically, every every day we trade responsibilities. So like okay. one person would take the dog out, the other one would get the kids ready, you know, that kind of thing. So um, we realized that in service of the house and in consistency in taking care of your stuff was like where the magic was. And so we're going to be, we're going to be doing this. And honestly, I'm already seeing like benefits across the board. Catherine, my wife, she never relaxes, dude. <laughs> She's always going around, running around. Oh, this isn't saying all of, I could be doing this. I could be doing this. But when you have your tasks, mm-hmm. you don't have to do that anymore. If your task is not to do the fold the laundry, then you don't have to fold the laundry anymore. Mm, like yeah. you never have to do it. You know what I mean? It's right. just such a weird freeing thing. So I was curious how you think this might apply to the working world. Mm, that's an interesting thought. So when you think, so you're thinking like, in this case, just to make sure I'm understanding, you you would have you know the the software team and your job or my job, for instance, as as UX designer, would be to yep. do a thing. It would be, it would behoove me to not try to focus on stuff I can't control, like I don't know back end services not working or whatever, but just focus on the things that I can control. Is that kind of where your head is at? The 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 stuff Catherine and I were talking about was more about responsibilities and expectations. Okay. So it would be more like it is your responsibility to know when stories get created mm-hmm. and provide me a design document. Okay. It is not your responsibility to write the story. It right. is not your responsibility. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those, those are not your responsibility. But if you notice that stories aren't written appropriately, we all agreed that's Tim's job or Tim's team so let's go talk to Tim and say, hey, we talked about this. These stories aren't up to snuff. I can't write design documents for it should be clicked once or twice, <laughs> right. you know, or, right, or right. you know, buttons should be gray, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. That That's kind of what I was thinking, how it could maybe like hmm. just as an example of how it could apply to a world of UX specifically. Right, but right. I was wondering, how, how could that apply to other things, you think? That's interesting. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think about it. I don't know. I'm curious. What are are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? Because you've been thinking about this longer than me. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I I think anything we do that is inconsistent Mm -hmm. is probably a candidate for having this discussion. Yeah. So, like, one thing on the team I work on now is when an issue occurs, how do we write down what happened? 
Is it consistent? Do we do it every time? Mm -hmm. Do we do it for every environment? Who does it? Who's responsible for making sure it gets done right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm just thinking about like from the UX side. This is interesting because, yeah, we, you know, oftentimes with UX, like the product team and the UX team have quite a bit of overlap. Part of the problem with with our team too, or, or just UX in general, is that there's no standard for who does what. You know, and then really software in general, I think, is probably that that way. I think front-end engineers, yeah. back-end engineers probably have a, a more standard, maybe, process across companies, right? Um, there are specific tools, there are specific languages, and you know what's sort of your wheelhouse versus somebody else's. But with UX, yeah. um, you know, there's often, well, who does this? Who does that? Who does the mapping? Who does the discovery? Is it the product team's job? Is that somebody else's job? Is it the research team's job? Is it the UX research team's job? Is it the marketing team's job? You know, at what point does this become your responsibility? And I think, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about this. I don't know that I have any specific answers, but it is an interesting thing. What what I'm kind of thinking about, too, is like that, like on a team we were on a long time ago, you guys had these working agreements that you would do. It kind of makes me think of that a little bit. Is that similar to kind of what you're thinking about? Like these sort of team working agreements? It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the working agreement it's the result of a discussion about, I'm not here to help you. We're here to help the product succeed. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I have yeah. never been on a UX team that did a thing like that. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking like it's, it's an interesting thing to have to, to think about that maybe do in the future with the product team and UX and who does what. So, you know, for instance, like here's an example, like on our team, you know, I'm, I'm an experienced architect now, so I don't really do any wireframes. So that's very clear. Like I'm not, I'm not responsible for wireframes. You need to do wireframes. Like product designer would, would be in charge of wireframes, but there's sort of a, you know, uh, a Venn diagram of roles and responsibilities where there is a lot of overlap, which could lead to confusion about who does what. Am I supposed to lead discovery? Is the product team supposed to lead discovery? Do I do mapping? Do I do? Am I responsible for journey mapping, or is that something the product designer should be doing? I don't know. I, I just I just remembered about that working agreement that you guys had done years ago. And I don't know. I, I've never been on a UX team that did a thing like that. It's weirdly calming hmm. when you get to a place where you know what other people expect of you. The other way around is nice, but knowing what other people expect of you is really helpful because hmm. you're willing to take their feedback all of a sudden. If if mm-hmm. someone if someone gives me feedback on my job while I'm doing some random task and I was invited to some random meeting, well, Jesus, why did you invite me to the meeting? You're just going to tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> you know? Or you're yeah. going to criticize everything I say? Like if you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it. And that's yeah. how you feel. But if if it was clear that like you're coming here to give your opinion and to have it scrutinized by our team, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden it's different. Yeah. Now I walk into it with a different mindset. So, yeah, maybe it's just that having that discussion. And it's, I mean, it. what does it come down to always, Jeremy? You know what it comes down to? The bottom line. Trust Come relationships. Oh, communication. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Trust relationships. But it's all communication. Yep, 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 yep. If the if the if the change you make in your life isn't clearing up communication, it's probably not making any change. That's yep. uh that's the old uh the old saying I just came up with. Yeah, you're right, now. baby. I like that. So where there are inconsistencies in your job, dear listener, 
mm. and friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Doug. Doug, we're talking, just, we're just talking to you, We're not Doug. talking to you, Doug. No, we're not talking to you, Doug. Talking to everyone else but Doug. <laughs> when you run into a situation where things are inconsistent, where expectations are unclear, um, it would be, it is surprising how much better you will feel when you have a discussion about how do we both serve the product mm -hmm. and how do how do I take things off your plate but in a way that's consistent and shifts expectations and we all of a sudden have a role in delivering this product or features or improving it or fixing it or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, you run the risk, I think, of running into a situation where you build a racy chart, which is a responsibility chart mm -hmm. of uh, here's exactly what you have to do. And you run the risk of people saying, that's not my job. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if they're asked to do work. Well, but yeah, those... the first thing I thought of just now when you started to talk about that was like people over process, right? Like when you start to document mm -hmm. this thing and it becomes so explicit and then yeah. you get to the point where it's like, well, that's not mine. That's yours. You didn't do this. You didn't follow the process, you know, instead of like, well, you couldn't do it this week for one reason. So I helped out and, you know, we took over because, you know, we're flexible here. Um, but yeah, that, that was sort of the first thing that I thought about with that. But you know, there's some, you know, but again, it's people over processes and saying there's never a process. It's just be flexible, you know, help the people. And the process is second. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's this too. Maybe it's serve the product over your colleagues. Mm. In meaning like focus on consistency of what you need to do to make sure things are successful. Because if you focus on your consistency, the likelihood that the consistency of the work will be better. Mm -hmm. Rather than focus on always making sure you cover everybody else's mistakes. Right. And and pick up their slack and act like a hero. Yeah. And, you know, what are you rewarded for? Products are rarely rewarded for consistent, boring stability. They're rewarded for failing considerably and then suddenly a hero arrives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a white cape and, gr and, and, and a flowing white hair and says, all you need to do is optimize that query and the problem will be solved <laughs> and then all of a sudden like i can't believe at the last second the final hour our hero arrived and and came up with a solution about how to fix this serious issue how would we ever have succeeded without him and that's the story yeah. as opposed to like the product that just had everything sorted out and just released just fine didn't have any issues yeah. We got we got like, a whole episode about this, Derek. We talked about this a couple weeks back. Oh, I'm sure we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we do. Yeah, no, we, got, we absolutely thing. did. You know, and that was heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah heroes. Yeah. But that's that. It ties back into that. You don't want yeah. heroes, and you to, to to reduce heroes. I think the conversation Catherine and I have could help. Yeah. you. Well, you just that's made me think it. of something too when when you mentioned serving the product. And from my perspective, the UX team, we don't serve the product; we serve the user, and that's mm. the key thing that I think separates us from the product team. When we think about overlap, I was on a um, Jared Spool, famous UX thought leader. I don't know, whatever you want to call him uh, in the, in the UX space. Jared Spool had a, I got to do his, uh, an intensive workshop thing that he did a couple weeks ago. And he said something really interesting because we were talking about metrics. The whole topic was about metrics and how do we measure success? 
And somebody asked a question about metrics as it relates to some feature or something. And he said something really interesting that has got me thinking ever since then was UX teams shouldn't care about the measurement as it relates to the product. It's not our job, right? We care about the users and the experience a user has. Let the product people worry about the product. UX worries about the user, right? And he said something that I I probably will never forget this, but a product is just a means to change the experience. Because the product can go away, but that user is, you know, hopefully still there (laughs) some way. So they could use your product, another product, someone else's product. They're still going to have an experience whether they use that specific product or not. So focusing on the product is not going to help the user if that user doesn't need that specific feature of that product. That makes sense? So, like, what's, like, really interesting, what he had mentioned, and I love this, is that when we think about work, how does the UX team focus on making an experience better and is it related to the product or not whereas the product team take over they would be the ones that measure the usage of the product or the features that end up in the product and our job is to worry about the experience outcome and work with the product team to get that feature built to improve the experience which is a really interesting way to think about from a ux side i think you just pointed something out that i haven't thought about in a long time i don't know if i've ever thought about the it users? this way I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to say something that isn't true uh, to make a point. The product isn't there. There is no product. Mm -hmm. So the only real connection is between a group of people who can enable another group of people to do something Mm -hmm. they've never been able to do before Mm -hmm. or to do it better than they've ever been able to do it. Group of people... Some other people, I will enable you to do something. Everything in between needs to be incredibly flexible, malleable, mm-hmm. change it anytime yeah. you want. So I think product is the wrong word for what we do, what we're building. I don't think we are building products. I think the product is a myth. This is a big thing to, to talk about this. We'll, to <laughs> this save this for another, con- another episode. <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah, it be, so what is it instead? What do you think it is? It is the enablement of the user's desires, right. the customer's desires. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. If, yeah. if, let's say I'm at Home Depot and I bring in something to be returned and I hand it to the, the person behind the desk and they, they look at their machine and say, sorry, system's down. I can't take this return. You are stuck and you have to leave. But the interaction, they are unable to actually satisfy your needs. The system is down, but that's not what they should be doing. They should be focusing on in any situation, you're, you know, Mm -hmm. write it down on a sheet of paper, fill it in later, like, or whatever. So what I got, what I, what I, I just had a thought about, you had mentioned this, like you're there to serve the product. You're not there to serve the product. You're there to serve the team, which is, I think, similar to like your, you know, relationship with Catherine. It's, you're not there to serve the house is you're there to serve the relationship right and that relationship only or the house only exists because there's a relationship and i think similar to the the software that software only exists because there's someone who needs it for a reason right so you're there to support the team and the team is there to help build that thing to enable the users in the end of the day to do a thing or if you're building automation it's there to 
serve some purpose, some end, some, you know, the, 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 the software is never the end result. You're not building software just to build software. You're building software because the software should influence some outcome for the business, for the user, for the customer, for whatever it is. At the end of the day, something has to happen because that software was built. And you're there to support, yes, that process, but you're also there to support the team to get that thing done so that that outcome can be realized. And that's the distinction that I want to make. That's perfectly said. That's the distinction I want to make. You are there to support your team mm-hmm. and to make sure that the, the tasks you have in front of you get done. But the distinction I want to make is if you have that mindset as the first order of who you serve, then you will pick up people's slack mm-hmm. when they fail. Yeah. You will, you will, if Jeremy's sick for a week, I'll be like, all right, I guess I got to go do UX designs. (laughs) Or if Jeremy isn't doing his UX designs well enough, which never happened, by the way, he's always the best. So, uh, so if he's not doing them well enough, I could just go do them for him and Mm. say, I got it, Jeremy, don't worry about this today. And he's like, well, thank you, buddy. (laughs) And, and it, strengthens, it strengthens our relationship this time. But now we've built a pattern, a new pattern, a new relationship mm-hmm. pattern of he, always, he tends to help me out. So I'm just, I'm just going to kind of slack off and he's going to come take care of it for mm-hmm. me. And especially if you're super busy or stressed out, you'll let that pattern continue in a non-malicious way. Mm-hmm. But if we all focus on... Now you got me thinking it's not the product because the product's a myth. So if we all focus on the experience we're providing yeah. and the customer and their needs and their what will actually help them in the business, like that is our main focus all the time. And we, we basically organize ourselves around improving the experience of the people we serve, mm. like the customers, then we will build better things. Yeah. And we'll organize ourselves differently and be more consistent because we're not trying to pick up each other's slack and thinking about just the team. The team is only there to serve the customer. So that's, I think maybe that's what I was like trying to get at with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think like the, the thing is with, with, I guess the nuance with supporting the team is that the, my, my thought process at least, is that the relationships are so important. Not focusing on the team hinders the rest of it. You know, like being well, like the relationships. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Maybe it's maybe it's nuanced. I don't know, but it's just like yeah. No, I I know what you mean, but like the relationship I have with you is based off expectation and trust, right? And if you start to not do meet your goals, but we're close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will pick up your slack, resent you for it <laughs> silently, um, and never tell uh-huh. you until we're at another job. And I was like, I always had to fucking do your work, bro. <laughs> you bum, you know. And, and you were yeah. just sitting there on fucking chat GPT, just, just doing my yeah, work, right, right, right. you know? I had a, a buddy, Jacob Shane, a friend of the podcast, Jacob friend Shane. In college, we had a class and two classes. The one we had to write a program, one we had to do a compl- complicated presentation, a lot of research. Mm-hmm. We took the class together. We paired on both those projects. He did one, I did the other. <laughs> and so we both got a good grade because we focused our time on, on the thing that we were like the most passionate mm-hmm. about. I still don't know how that goddamn program worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it worked, Jacob. I don't know. It was called the Chicken Fried File System. It was a distributed file system that Jacob built. Don't know how he did it. 
don't know. I just remember I loved it because the it wasn't it wasn't broken up into chunks. It was nuggets. Nuggets because okay. it's chicken oh, fried. I get it. Yeah. Yes, the files were nuggets. I get it. I oh, it was great. Clever. It was great. So anyway, that was a little brass in her past yeah. year. Yeah. So anyway, no, that's a good point. You can't keep picking up someone's slack for the sake of the quote unquote relationship. At some point, that person's not holding their weight and you shouldn't be, you know, if if we're talking about like a, a work scenario, that person should be fired and let go. So it's not like that related, but it's for the good of the or, team. I don't know. Because I guess what... Or it should be discussed. Yeah, right, and right clarified, right. you know, and feedback should be Maybe given. Maybe it's the team you know? slash product. I don't know. Maybe, there's probably different ways to slice this, but I think like, you know, that team could be picked up and moved to a different project altogether, you know, in theory. Yeah. And so it's all about... The, I think it's the people at the end of the day, but you're right, like... For the good of the team, big T, not the person, though. Again, maybe that's a better way to put it. Like, the big T team, as opposed to just the other team members. It's the, the larger we versus I think the individual. You're, you're envisioning, like, a strong group of, that works together well that could go tackle any problem right. any time. exactly. Yes, like yes, we've yes, had yes. in the yes, past. Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah, like, that's what I'm you're like yeah. if I could just have those people again, we <laughs> could them, do anything. Give them back. Uh, yeah, I yeah, know. Exactly. I want them to. <laughs> Trust me, I think about uh, it all the but time. But, yeah, that's, that's, um, I guess that is what I'm thinking about, right? Because, like, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'd be more worried about, like, I don't know. Because I feel maybe it's, like, I'm because I'm big on, I'm trying to think of it, like, in terms of, like, capitalism versus socialism like if it were if this was yeah. like a, a communist country it would be like we're for the good of the product you know versus like yeah. maybe that's the difference between socialism and ca- and, and communism I, socialism very, very would be more m- like be. you know for the good of the group versus the good of the the yeah, motherland yeah, 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 I, don't know. So. I don't know anyway whatever i think i think i'm a communist <laughs> well, i was thinking no, socialist think, versus think... communist oh yeah yeah, yeah. communist is i for think the that the the product. I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? I'm like, I'm not a... Yeah, no, no, no. This is good. This is good. Yeah. But but in, in any case, I think the people matter. Yeah. The people... I mean, obviously, the people you work with closely, building relationships with them involves expectations, consistency, and mm-hmm. trust. And to get there, you may want to take a little lesson from Catherine and I and just try to set expectations about like, hey, maybe it's, good, it's a little okay that I'm like a day late on mm-hmm. this. I know it frustrates you. That I'm a day late, but that's just like you have other stuff you're working on, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get in the way of you or overstress you. Yeah, that's that's actually focusing on the team by or arranging yourself and organizing your work. You yeah. know, it's just it was it's supposed to be like you know reducing your load. I feel you. I feel you, know? you bro. That's I all. Feel you. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, bro. But it's a good yeah, idea, bro. regardless. Yeah, yeah. Just try. But you know, I Give mean, you know, what I'm thinking about though is interesting because like. Again, people over process. What works for one team and focus on one team might be different from one team versus another team. Absolutely. You know, so like if yeah. if if you're there for the good of the product, maybe the product is the business and that is the product. So it's like if we don't have mm. the product, we don't have a business, we don't have a team. But, it, you know, there's other scenarios where there's probably like a big organization where that team is working on a very small product in the grand scheme of things, but that team will stay together long after the product is done. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, maybe how you relate to the thing could could change. I don't <sighs> well, it's also you know a lot of people will take this as just do what the business tells me to do, or do what mm-hmm. the product team, or do what the uh, customers tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And that is not what I'm saying. It's understand their experience, understand how you can as a team work together better to serve mm-hmm. them, and you don't step on each other's toes. And because they're going to want a bunch of new things, and they're not going to think it's going to take longer because you want to put quality in as you build it, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, right? Gotcha. You get, get it. it. You get, get it. Room. Good talk. Is that it? <laughs> You're done. That's it. Got nothing else. That's it. 
That's no, an interesting that's concept. It. That's my transition to done. All done. All done. Downstream to done. Love it. That's the uh, definition of done right there, Derek. That's what that is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hammer and All right. <laughs> For the good of the, no, that was that was fascist. That was, that was Nazi. I was doing German. That's sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do a Russian accent. For good of for good of product. <laughs> that was, that's pretty that good. That's pretty good. For good of yeah. mother product. Um, yeah. Anybody just, Russian uh, out check there? Off. Or, I did anybody check off. Eastern European Slavic language? Sorry, I apologize. The whistle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. I got to end this yes. before this check goes downhill. Uh, check us oh, out sorry, on Retro Time not, Podcast. Not going great. Check, check us out on RetroTimePodcast.com. Get yourself some stickers. RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers. You leave a five-star review. Derek and I will write you a song at some point in the future, but we don't know when that'll be yet. Well, I'll tell you what. This episode, right after we stop talking, I'm going to sing a little thank you to everybody that's been sending in things and you'll get your own individual thank you. But I'm going to sing a little thank you song for you. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it up right on the spot mm. just for you and our co-host, you Mr. Gotta, Jeremy. You going to play guitar and stuff, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll right play on. the guitar, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keep an eye out for that. That'll come. Uh, we'll edit it in post, I guess. <laughs> uh, get yourself. Oh, no. I'm doing it right now. Oh, you're, you're, okay. oh while I'm on the... While I'm on, what, who are anyone in particular? Any, any review in particular is going to go to... Uh, it's going to be great. Okay. Which one are you doing? All right, are so, you doing? You're doing all of them. I feel like I'm doing a I'm doing a general thank you. We've had so many people that have okay. sent so us thank you. So this is like a taste. A, They'll eventually get their this own. This is a little jam, taste. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is just uh, a taste. Got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad, but <laughs> it's just life. You're gonna have to deal with it. So uh, uh, I can't wait. Jeremy's gonna send us off like he does every episode, and then I'm gonna just play it out. All right. Uh, well, that's it. I think we're done. Uh, get your review jam. Uh, RetroTimePodcast.com/slash/reviews. Twitter, Retro Time Pod. Check us out on LinkedIn. I'm done. That's it. All right. This is for everybody out there that submitted a five-star review. That's right. Not just a five-star rating, but write a little <laughs> something. Just like Jeremy says. That's this right. is for you. Take us away, Derek. Hope you can hear the dog barking. I can hear, actually. Thank you for submitting that review. Thank you. We knew you could do it, and you did it. Submitted that review. Submitted that review. Five stars, and you wrote a little something. Just for us. Yeah. Thank you. Sing it, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For submitting that review. For submitting that review. I'm looking at you. All right, now I'm gonna name some random people. Maybe I'll find one. Doug, Tammy, John, Bill, Steven, Jim, Steven, Eric, Doug, said Doug already. Sean. Jacob, Sean, Bill. Oh, I should have opened up it. Uh, Ichabod, you never know. Maybe Ichabod Green left one. You don't know. <laughs> don't lose your head. Ichabod, don't lose your head. Oh, jeez. Um, Derek? Thank you, everybody. I love we it. appreciate you. Um, I'm trying to... <laughs> it took too long to load. Let's see. We got uh, Doug, Steven, Sean. I don't know who these other people are. 
6-3-2-7-8-6-5. Yeah, he was on. He already, he already got his jam. Uh, yeah. Red Star, Big Brother 82, he already did some. Brittany? Big Brother oh, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany did hers. Right? Brittany. Red Star. I don't know who Red Star oh, yeah. is. We got a Brittany. Yeah. I think we All did right. Brittany. And so. then there's a guy, Derek Siebert, and Jay Mills Pays Bills. I don't know who they are. Yeah. Losers. We don't uh, call our users losers. Jeez. Oh, Danielle. <laughs> Never call your users losers. Danielle. Danielle. Yeah, Danielle. Thanks, we Danielle. interviewed Danielle. Yeah, she's on here too. Anyway, Danielle, I'm going through the list. Danielle, you're the best. <laughs> All right. We're done. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jesus. That was really good, though. I actually really like that. All right. It's a good jam. Thank you. Thank you. For submitting a review, for submitting a review, for submitting a review.